good mentor has your best interests in mind and helps you reflect on what you're good at and the kind of work you enjoy. They can also help you plan to get more of the things you enjoy into your working life, giving you the confidence to make changes and help keep you on track. But where do you find one that fills the bill? Greetings to all watching and listening to Chizuba Talks. I'm Paige, and with me today is Zaraya Tolman, founder and executive director of Positivity Outward, a Platinum Transparency 2023 candid nonprofit. Mind you, this young lady is fresh out of college. Zaraya graduated May 2022 with a master's degree in innovation and management. She also has dual degrees in neuroscience and biochemistry, double minors in biomedical engineering and global health, and highest honors. She is a Truman Scholar, starting a PhD in psychology at UC Riverside to continue her work with Positivity Outward. She is an athlete, pianist, and an avid motorcyclist. Welcome, Zaraya. Hello, it's so lovely to be here. Absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Let me be honest here. I was pleasantly surprised to see such a young person already having achieved so much, thinking of doing something for the community. I smell a story there. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, I was always motivated um, when I was in, in high school to, to make a difference, but sometimes I felt like I didn't have the right opportunities to, or I didn't really know how to. Um, and so that's, you know, fast forward a few years, and I realized that one of the ways that I could make a difference was to provide those opportunities or those resources for kids in areas like mine to feel like they can make a difference and have the support that they need. Um, and that's been, it's been a lot of fun uh, being on this journey, but man, I've learned a lot along the way. I'm sure. And you have developed an app, I believe, uh, which is connecting mentors to mentees. What is the app? What is the app called? Yeah. So the app is called Positivity Outward Mentoring. Um, so the structure of the nonprofit, uh, the only program that we have is this mentoring program. Um, but the app connects students who might be geographically isolated or financially um, facing financial barriers. Um, so any high school student could log on to this app and create an account and then connect with mentors that they feel like could help move them forward towards their goals. And so mentors can provide support for um, college and career prep, so kind of the classic mentoring model, but then they can also provide support for life skills or self-discovery um, and even mental health. So all the mentors are just drawing from their personal experiences, but we have a wide range of experiences so that each mentee feels like they have the people that they need to support them in the ways that are meaningful to them. Right. So can a mentee have multiple mentors, as in mm -hmm. uh, just asking you in from, from a career perspective or from a mental health perspective, is it possible? Yeah, yeah. And we even encourage the mentees to have multiple mentors. So um, we want them to build a support network for themselves. Um, which kind of lessens the load on an individual mentor to have all the right answers, um, but then helps the mentee to get multiple perspectives on things, to um, have, feel like they are seen and heard and that there's so many people on their team and in their corner. Um, and so we encourage the mentees to have multiple mentors, but of course there's no set number for how many men a mentee should have because you know more introverted mentees might prefer just one or two really strong relationships, but more extroverted mentees might um, prefer a lot of maybe less 
uh, deep relationships. And we do include personality, um, a personality mm-hmm. test and, and talking through those results with both the mentors and the mentees. It's one of the, the first activities that they do together so that they so that the mentees are able to learn about themselves and then learn about what their mentors are. And um, it's a fun way to deepen, deepen the relationships right away, but multiple mentors for each mentee. That's wonderful. Would you say that uh, going through the personality test, uh, do the mentees already learn something about themselves till, the, till then they have not learned anything about themselves? Is that, is that uh, the test helps them understand? Yeah, so each relationship is different, um, but by the time that the mentee connects with um, their first mentor, we usually encourage them to start with that big five personality test and to talk through the results. But for some mentees that just have those career or, or academic goals, then mm-hmm. sometimes um, they're just reaching out to their mentors to be like, hey, what's it like to have a career in computer science? Or what's it like to be a chemical engineer? Um, and even mm-hmm. some mentees, um, a lot of the mentees, we have our first generation students. And so they don't have parents who have gone to college or applied to college even. And so a oh, lot wow. of the questions okay. that they have aren't really emotionally focused. But, you know, how do I even begin the college application process? Like what kind of things can I even major in and what kind of opportunities might there be? And so sometimes they're really eager to dive into those questions um, instead of personality. But uh, and it's totally fine depending on what the mentees want to do. But usually the the journey of self-discovery starts when they connect with their first mentor. Yeah. It's lovely. Getting to understand yourself uh, is one of the skills I would say people should do at, the, at an earlier stage rather than later stage to understand mm-hmm. what kind of personality. Uh, when you... When you say that these uh, mentors are first-generation uh, college goers, mm. uh, do they also have a sort of screening or selection criteria how they can be a mentor? Or can anybody mm-hmm. just decide they want to be a mentor? Pretty much anyone can apply to be a mentor. Um, but we do have a screening and training process. So all our mentors do an application. They complete an interview. We do background checks. Um, All of our mentors do QPR training, which stands for Question, Persuade, Refer, and it's a suicide prevention um, program. Um, So they do that, and then they attend a three-hour group orientation over Zoom. And I designed that to have 10 modules that include everything like how to be a mentor, like what is my role, um, to how to guide reflection and action, because uh, the Mm -hmm. foundation of our program is that the mentors guide the students to use reflection and goal setting to make progress and move towards the experiences that they want to have. Um, and even things like the neuroscience behind the program and how we build habits and active listening. Um, so lots of lots of content in that group orientation. And they even make their profiles on the app as part of the training. So by the time they finish the orientation, um, the mentors can start connecting with the mentees. Um, and it's then they're they're ready to go. So a few different few training steps, um, a few requirements to make sure that we trust these mentors to be reaching out to high school students on an app. Um, But almost anyone can apply. And because it's through an app, um, you can be almost anywhere in the world doing anything and and be providing support for these students. And not all of our mentors are first generation students. Almost all of our mentees are. um, But our mentors are um, lots of lots of different people doing lots of different things, but not all first generation. So I, I would say, uh, what is the typical age gap uh, between the mentor and the mentee? 
Yeah, it's not much. So I'm 25 and the average age of our mentors is 24.5. So most of our mentors are um, early college or just starting their careers. Um, and so we call ourselves a near peer mentoring model where you have these high school students talking to people who are just ahead of their phase of life. Um, mm -hmm. And we do that for a couple reasons. And one of those is so that the mentees and the mentors feel close to one another in kind of relevant right. experiences. But then also so that a mentee has an example of, of someone who doesn't have it all figured out yet. Uh, yeah. Because we want the mentors to be growing through this as well and to be setting this example of personal development and, and growth in their own lives. And so when the mentees see like just this normal experience of, okay, like this person doesn't have it all figured out, but here are the ways that like they move forward and this is how they're growing through this too. Um, it just kind of takes the pressure off of them to to make it a perfect relationship or to know exactly what they want to do. Um, we even have mentors that they're like, I want to be a mentor because I changed my career five times and I want people to know that that's okay. And it's like, yes, it is okay. And we want the yeah. mentees to know that they can change their careers too if if that's something that they decide to do. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, it, it just connects uh, mentors and mentees more closely. That is so. Tell me, where is the role of parents? Do you have a role for parents in this? Yeah, so we conduct research as part of what we do. So that's why um, I'm doing my PhD and studying positivity outward um, as a research tool or using positivity outward as a research tool. And so, because we're working with students who are under 18, um, we have to have permission from their parents for them to participate. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm working on getting more engagement and more direct contact with the parents, but for the most part, uh, the interactions that we have with them are just, hey, like, here's what we do. Is it okay if, you're, if your child participates in the program? But we know that those parent and child relationships are a really important part of the student's success and well-being. And so we'd like to in integrate and implement more programming to support the student and to support the student-parent relationships. Very important to have that kind of support as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Would you have any partnerships with any uh, communities, with any schools or colleges? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're working on a few partnerships with rural schools in Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho. Um, so was, I went to a very rural school in Wyoming, which was the inspiration behind Positivity Outward, but then went to my undergrad in Montana, and so lots of communities there. Um, but then the majority of our mentees come from a partnership with a school in Los Angeles, so right by where I'm doing my PhD. Um, and it's this really incredible school that um, serves primarily low-income um, Latino, Latino or Latinx students who are first-generation students. Um, and so they all signed up on the app in January um, and have been communicating okay. with their mentors for about a month and a half now. Um, and it's been very exciting to reach this milestone because they're the first big group of, of students that we've had on the app. Um, and to hear that it's positively impacting them and to hear that they're having a great experience and and to know that they feel supported and, and that it's just so nice for them to feel like they have someone to talk to. Um, I think it's something we can take for granted, just feeling like someone's there. Um, so it's been really wonderful to to see these connections build and, and to have these students feel like they're they're supported. But lots of big partnerships in the works. Um, we're definitely Love building it. more and trying to recruit more. Um, but it's been really fun just having this group um, and then this initial group of mentors as well. That is marvelous. Uh, do you also think, um, just curious to know, would, would mentees 
would some mentees have some um, hesitance in talking to a stranger? Do do they have? Does it take yeah. some time to warm up? Yeah, and so we we try to foster autonomy with the students. So we let them choose their own mentors and then we encourage them to have relationships with multiple mentors, but we don't, we don't force anything. Um, but we know it can be hard to reach out to that initial mentor. And so when the students sign up, they fill out a survey that where they share like, okay, these are the goals that I have, like social, emotional, mm-hmm. career, academic. Um, and then they let us know that what they would like to have in common with their mentors. Um, and kind of the relative importance of these different areas. So they can say, it's really important to me that my mentors have a similar background or similar demographics as me, or it's very important that my mentors have a similar personality or similar mental health experiences. Um, And so then I'll use that information to make recommendations for which mentors I think would be a good fit for them. And then we have a welcome mentor reach out to them right when they sign up. and And that welcome mentor will say, hey, I'm a welcome mentor. I'm here to help you get connected with that first mentor. We think that this mentor would be a good fit for you. Do you want me to help you reach out to them? Do you want them to reach out to you? And so we we try to foster that autonomy while making it as easy as possible for them to connect. But it is really scary, especially for for students who might be more introverted and um, and kind of have have that barrier. But um, we have those welcome mentors reaching out, and then um, the students have have said that feeling like their voice is heard and feeling like, hey, like someone wants to reach out to me and and I get to have an opinion about this. They've um, that they've given a lot of positive, positive feedback about that. Yeah, it, it's surprising, you know, how how somebody who has who needs some help will not reach out first. You have to make that uh, attempt for them to warm up to mm-hmm. the fact that somebody wants to help you. Yeah, and that was... it is. Uh, I'm sure it is a very rewarding experience that you're having in this entire yeah. thing, connecting people. <laughs> I think have, so. Having said that, uh, Zaraya, are you working on this alone, or do you have a team with you? Um, we're all we're an all volunteer team for now, um, but we definitely there is so much support for this, and so I feel like. I would consider, you know, the 60 or so mentors that we've had go through the training definitely are a part of the team. And then a lot of them volunteer on the team side as well. So um, I have uh, a good friend of mine and teammate and board president. Um, her name is Ruby. She helps out a lot. She's kind of my go-to person. Um, she helps me learn how to be a better leader and how to delegate because sometimes I like to just do everything on my own when I don't need to. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I have so many amazing advisors and um, and professionals who have helped me in every aspect of this. And so a research team and research advisors and, and then business advisors and nonprofit advisors and partnerships and so many amazing people have contributed to where we are. And I'm excited to hopefully get some, some compensation and some um, compensated roles eventually so that we can keep growing. But for Yay, now we're yeah, all volunteer, but loving the work. <laughs> Yeah, it's lovely. I wish you luck with all that. That is just amazing. I read something about Uganda and uh, Positivity Outward. You're working in Uganda as well? Yeah. 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 So I went after my sophomore year of college. So this was like, I was very young when I went and did this, but I went by myself to Uganda for six weeks. It was the 
only the second time I'd left the country. <laughs> um, and I did a research project over there um, on compassion, compassion burnout or compassion fatigue in the healthcare workers there. Um, but then really fell in love with the village. And so as I was building Positivity Outward and as I was maintaining these relationships with the village in Uganda, we did some small scale projects over there and then have been working more to have Positivity Outward be a part of the village there. And so it looks very different um, because there's not the same technology access. Um, but we've done a couple empowerment workshops um, where we're teaching these principles of reflection and action and the importance of emotion regulation kind of with all of our decisions, um, doing some of those workshops over there and providing support for students to go to school um, because the public education isn't free over there. Um, and then we're working on, uh, we have, there's like a little project in the works with trying to build like a community center. Um, but for now we're going to just be uh, purchasing tablets that will be available for the students to use. And so they'll be able to log on to the app um, and connect with mentors, um, but then they'll also have uh, access to other educational tools and and it can kind of be whatever whatever they feel like is most um, beneficial to them, but kind of within that framework of reflection and action and, um, and making that meaningful progress. And so it's been, I think, a, a little bit slower than I'd like. Just I, I want to be spending more time on that project because that village has been so good to me and, and I want to help them however I can. But they're also incredible and they don't really need my help in a lot of ways. Um, and so they do so much to support themselves and while also maintaining those incredible community values of um, remembering like what's important and it's the people around you. And so um, I love learning from them and then supporting them however, however I can. So hopefully I'll have more exciting news about how those tablets are going and how we can integrate positivity outward into the project a little bit more. Um, but for now, it's just a lot of, lot of love and appreciation for all that they do for me. <laughs> yeah, that's marvelous. I, I just find it so heartwarming that you are doing something outside of your comfort zone, so to say, right? You're, uh, you know, reaching out to somebody far away and trying to make a difference in their lives. And in the entire process, you are saying that you're enjoying the learning. That says a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. It's just beautiful. Uh. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So do you have any sort of a measurement to see how far the mentees have progressed or uh, are there any metrics for uh, the impact that you have had through your app? Yep. Yep. And that's part of the, the research that we're doing. So the students fill out surveys at the beginning, middle and end of the program. And the surveys include measures of emotion regulation skills, um, uh, their use of interpersonal emotion regulation, so being willing to reach out to help and, and learn from the people around us, um, and then measures of resilience and depression and anxiety symptoms. And so between the surveys, we hope to see improvement in those outcomes, but then we're also able to see, um, because surveys can sometimes be um, biased, so self-report, mm -hmm. because we... Um, like we're reporting on things that might not necessarily be accurate, but in my mind, that's okay because what matters is how we perceive it. Um, but then we have, um, in addition to the self-report data, we do interviews with the students, uh, with both the mentors and the mentees. And so we get that more qualitative piece of how they're feeling about how they're growing and um, their satisfaction with the program and, and if they feel like their expectations were met. Um, and then the third piece of data that shows improvement over time is the way that the app is actually being used. 
So the students can do reflections in the app and goals in the app, and they're able to say, I felt like I made progress in my self-awareness or in my Mm self-management skills with Mm -hmm. this goal. Um, And so we're able to see the engagement and participation um, and then those changes in themes over the interviews. And then hopefully that will also be supported by um, the survey, the survey data. So since we're just doing the pilot right now, we only have that first survey um, and then a little bit of information on the app. But by June, we should have those three time points and we'll be able to show more definitively, um, both quantitative and qualitatively, um, how the students, both mentors and the mentees, um, are growing through the program. Lovely. It's, you've thought of everything, right? Right from the inception <laughs> to. to the process and uh, measuring the impact. It's beautiful. That's just amazing. And last <laughs> well, question to you, how many mentors... Time. Last question to you, how many mentors and mentees do you have currently on your program? Mm -hmm. So I guess the last time that I checked on it was Monday, but we have 52 mentors on the app. Um, There are about 62 who have gone through the training, but sometimes they need to pause their account for a while, like if they're going through their own personal or challenging experiences. Um, And then we have 68 mentees on the app, Um, 68 active mentees. (laughs) Um, and so that's been a big, big milestone. It can be yeah. really challenging to get the mentees on, going back to what you said about um, how hard it can be to accept help sometimes. And so building these partnerships and and having this many mentees, we've had like 50 mentors for six to eight months now, um, but this is yeah. the first time that we've had this many mentees um, starting in January. And so it's been lot of fun we'll have five more mentors um on the app in a couple weeks there's always ongoing trainings uh so very excited for that sorry one more question when you say Mm -hmm. there are so many mentors and you know suppose i have a favorite mentor and um, there are so many there are do you have a limit to how much the person can take or is it like anybody can take any number of mentees Mm -hmm. yeah it's all based on the the mentor's capacity so we foster the mentees um, autonomy, but then also the mentors. And so they're able to support students in the topic areas they feel like they have experience in. Um, And they do that by selecting tags on their profile. And so those tags can come from four different categories, Um, but then they also get to accept however mentees they feel comfortable with. Um, And then they also get to set like their, their communication kind of boundaries and intentions. And so Mentors get to make their own schedules. If they don't want to be sending messages on the weekends, that's totally fine as long as they communicate that to the mentees. Um, And then we don't have a a set length of duration for the relationships because some of them, um, there's so much variability with what the mentee is looking for and what the mentor has capacity for, but trying to foster autonomy and that independence on on both sides. And the only way that it works is, is by that open, frequent communication. Um, so yeah. we talk about it a lot in the training. <laughs> Yay. I think you're going to quickly need to uh, employ people now because of the numbers that are increasing. You will have to. <laughs> yes. So <Yep. laughs> yeah, I did say last question, but uh, one more last yeah, question. Yeah, as many as we want. <laughs> so uh, what, where do you see yourself, you know, in the next, in the near future? What are you building mm. upon? Yeah. Well, I'll be in this PhD for at least four more years, <laughs> Yeah. but I think what I envision for myself 
um, after I do the PhD um, is continuing my work with Positivity Outward, but being in less of the in-charge role. So what I would love to do with my day-to-day is um, travel around to schools um, where Positivity Outward has been making an impact and, and giving mm-hmm. workshops or um, speeches or like motivational talks to the students. Um, I also hope to write a book um, about my life. Yay. I've had some very interesting or significant experiences and I hopefully have some wisdom that's worth sharing. And so I would love to travel around to these schools, talk about my book, um, share about Positivity Outward and, and just interact with these people that have positively benefited from the platform that I've built. Um, but then maybe after that, I'll probably stick with entrepreneurship and hopefully try to do more um, within the realm of emotion regulation education, um, because there's a lot of literature, a lot of science around like the best ways to regulate emotions. And But it's not that education isn't very accessible to the majority um, of people. And so positivity outward might be the best way to deliver that. Um, but mm-hmm. there might be other opportunities or other ways to to help youth learn more about this emotion regulation process and, and how to help optimize it for themselves. And who knows where I'll be, but hopefully we'll just be um, still be in interacting place. with youth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. That gives you energy too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Zaraya. You are incredible to step out <laughs> and uh, help youngsters find uh, mentors and provide resources all the time while carving out your own life path is to me <laughs> nothing short of inspiring. Thank you. So You're just amazing. Great. I wish you all the luck and support that you can garner in your endeavors. Very Thank happy so to much. have spoken to you today. Yeah. Um, anytime. <laughs> That was Zaraya Tolman, a feisty young lady who out to help put individuals on the path to a healthy and productive life. Thank you very much for joining us. See you all in the next episode on Chizuba Talks. Till then, goodbye.